Welcome back to what is probably the last after hours of this year, 2023. So it's a fitting to end with a story about drinking, uh, which is something I do. Glenview Prohibition, Bootleggers and Boondoggles is the first book by Jill Rushley Rushley Crane. It has a foreword by a man named Rick Kogan, because I was... Jill and I met through our mutual friend, Bob Borkstrom, who was uh, the patriarch of the Wendella Boat family, the many, many boats, and uh, a wonderful, wonderful guy whose funeral was uh, last Saturday. Uh, We may talk about Bob, but we could talk for hours about Bob. Why did you write this book, Jill? First of all, thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate being on. Um, I believe it or not, love to be heard. Um, Anyway, why did I write the book? Um, I thought people should know. Okay, I. I, You're you're a Glenview native. I'm a Glenview native. Yes, and my mother grew up there. And your mother's a Glenview native. Yes. The the image people have these days, mm-hmm. contemporary images of Glenview is, wow, this is this nice place. Loyola's there. Loyola. That's down the street. There, yeah. Myers Taverns there, and it's all a bunch of nice homes. The history of Glenview, I must tell you, that's why I decided to write this uh, forward to the book. Uh, is raucous and wild. Well, uh, it's. I guess it is because there's a lot of people in Glenview that weren't really excited when I wrote the book. So I, I, I think I have to agree with you. But the part of Glenview that I heard about, maybe this says a little bit about my parentage and grandparentage, were because they were, what do I want to say, bar people? So, um, yeah, tavern folks. There's yeah, I come from that. a long line of tavern folks. There's nothing wrong with that. And, um, and it started out as little stories when I was a little girl, and especially from my grandmother, and um, talking about Bugs Moran and Matt Hoffman and, and all these things that went on in Glenview, and I was just fascinated. And intrigued, too. Oh, very much, very much. And How did you start doing research for the book? You did you use the local libraries? I mean, I think that would be... I started with the library and then discovered that Local papers didn't like to put anything bad in the papers. That's an interesting point because you know Glenview being where it is mm-hmm. in a, in in a in an area that was you know for many years mostly dry. You know Evanston was dry for decades, if not oh, centuries. Which I explain. Yes, yes I know, um, I know. But it was it was kind of prim and proper, and of mm-hmm. course they didn't want to foster the image of mm-hmm. being anything but prim right. and proper. Right. Right. And and I think Glenview was also embarrassed about about being because they wanted to be. Well, what puzzled me as a child um, and a, a young teenager was Glenview. My mother was eventually went into real estate and Glenview was part of the shore. And I'm like, well, where's the beach? Yeah, right, um, right. And um, so Glenview and Northbrook and some of those towns felt like they were part of the shore. Well, I don't think the North well, Shore it would people have, it would felt have helped, that way. It would have helped real estate value if you yes, call yourself there you go. part of the North Shore. There you go. Instead of west of the Eden. Yes, for and instance. not to put anything, not no, to say no, anything no. bad about North, that. There's nothing wrong with Northbrook. There's nothing wrong with Glenview. Uh, they are not quite the same 
rare well, fireplaces I, at Kenilworth. Uh, I also grew up with a dad who uh, who grew up in Wilmette, and um, and his his circumstances were were very difficult. But he said, "Oh, we thought all the kids from Glenview were farmers." <laughs> so that's kind of how I think the feelings were in the twenties and thirties. <laughs> you, you discovered some amazing places. Uh, among them, uh, I will just mention Villa Venice. Tell people what that was. That, I think, is one of the things, because some of the names are still, you know, not alive, but fairly well known. Villamines was a a nightclub. Yes, it was a nightclub, and it was... Actually, I think my mother worked there or tried to, oh, I think she tried to get a job there to help pay for Christmas presents when we were little, oh, but she kids. had kids, so they didn't want to hire her mm-hmm. because you didn't trust ladies that had children at the time. Anyway, and <laughs> because they might, the yeah. kids might have a sore throat or an earache, right. um, but it was unbelievable. And then when I, when I found this, um, this, this website that had all these old pictures, and and Bob even went there, and he told me about it. He went there in the '60s and mm. saw the Rat Pack. But but they had gondolas on on the Displains River, and they had and they had lanterns all over the place. And uh, it was just this awesome. Um, I don't want to say supper club, nightclub. It was well, really it was, a nightclub. I, mean, it, it, I didn't go. I never. I was a bit too young to have ever gone yes. there. But it had the patina of a place, and it was like a place in Vegas. Well, the man that really started it, Boucher, I believe mm-hmm. is how you pronounce it, had a few places in the city. Yeah, and, you do a remarkable um, job of of talking about this guy. And I and my feeling was he kind of moved out to the suburbs because he was just getting into a little too much trouble here, here in the city. So, um, and there wouldn't be so much traffic or the wrong kind of traffic in the mm-hmm, suburbs mm-hmm. and um and even in his early ads in the papers it was uh don't worry about the police or something and it because yeah, you can drive driving. drunk Everybody you can do anything you want here, but yeah. yeah and um because he really wanted to make this elegant and it really wasn't for the glenview people it was really for the chicago people to no question. Yeah. No, yeah, no question. And in those days, which another thing astounds me, they everybody was, you know, kind of driving. Driving was in its first few decades, and they didn't care about heat or anything. They got in their car, and they liked to drive. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I, which, well, okay. Okay. Uh, Another thing I don't like to do is drive. Okay. (laughs) Jill is, we have learned, Jill and her dear friend is in here with us, too, that Jill is sort of anti-technology. Probably the hardest person to get a hold of on the telephone I've ever encountered. Uh, We're going to take a short break here, uh, and we will continue on with uh, Jill telling us other stories of Glenview Prohibition bootleggers and boondoggles uh there's also an incredible uh, part of this whole thing is the story of a swimming pool oh yeah Yeah, there's a story of a swimming pool stay tuned and you will hear that we'll be back welcome back uh joe crane and i are talking about how she can do some uh book signings around the area she did not do them when the book first came out because she was uh taking care of our great mutual friend Bob Borgstrom who was uh, who was dying and has died and was uh, 
memorialized last Saturday, but her book is just a fabulous addition to uh, the Chicago area bookshelf. It's about Glenview, which you never, if I asked some person walking down the street is from Chicago, I'd say, what do you know about Glenview? They might say, well, uh, uh, Myers Taverns. Myers Tavern, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like Ola Academy. Uh, yeah, uh, they wouldn't know much more unless they lived there. I gave this book to two people, Marshall Golden and his lovely wife, uh, who have lived in Glenview for 25 years, and they thought it was a revelation. They loved it. I mean, they just loved it. That's old, the old blue-nosed years are gone, I think. I think people who live in Glenview would relish these stories as I did, as I did. Who wrote the the forward to this to this remarkable book? Me too. When as I was researching it, especially a lot of the really good stories came from the Tribune, yeah, and um, which you would find on page forty six. I right. mean, I read every page of the it. Tribune. From, sure. Anyways, and surprised you're not in a mental institution, but go ahead. Uh, well, I almost yeah. was, and then I would get this, like, oh, my God, this thing happened. Yeah. And um, and it was just so interesting. It got me so excited, and I just – I love all these little stories. You know, I think there would be an ideal thing would be for Myers to get a hold of you and the people at Myers to say, hey, have a book signing in here. Have a book signing. I think so, night. too, yeah. Have people come so, in, yeah. buy, have a few drinks, buy the book, because I think the stories you tell are – frankly fascinating to me you know it's not a staid bedroom community it's really not it's a it's a community with a deep history yes some of it is you know what look at what does chicago celebrate chicago celebrates the saint valentine's day massacre for God's sake. <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. they, they do you ask people who's famous in chicago you'll still get al capone right well michael jordan oprah winfrey al capone right uh it enriches Glenview. I think you you sense that. I think so. Why? Well, I, I, you, my mom sat on Bugs Moran's knee, and that's where it all started for me. Wow. Bugs Moran's isn't that cool? And um, where I I don't know if everybody thought things like that were cool, but I sure did. Uh, but you know, it's also as I as I did the research, part of it is the German heritage and the Irish, more so the German, and then eventually the Irish kind of moved into Glenview, is that German heritage is having a beer after work and Oktoberfest and things like that. And then when Prohibition started winding around, or even before that, when the Wilmette people started looking at the Gross Point Germans and saying, what, you're drinking, you, you know, what do you, you shouldn't, you, you immigrants? And 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 there were very established people, but they liked to drink beer. And so it started moving west, uh, the, the drinking establishments. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that's what kept Glenview and a lot of those suburbs in business during... No uh, question. Yeah. And, and during the, the Depression. Also during the Depression. Uh, this is a... You write here, one gauzy... You wrote the introduction, right? One gauzy summer night in 2020, <laughs> Liz Hebson and I shared a glass of wine on the patio at Hackney's on Lake and watched the sunset over the little white building just yards west. In 1924, it was the Lake Street Tavern, home to Liz's grandparents and the ancestor to all the Hackney's restaurants. Right. Now, I know many of you people have been to Hackney's. Would you not like to know the history of Hackney's? Right. Told, told in that kind of right. fascinating fashion. 
When you tried to interview most people, were most people, uh, did they greet you warmly or did they, uh, no, uh, I don't want to talk about my grandfather? It was kind of quiet. Liz, Liz is great. Liz is such an awesome person. And, and I don't know if a lot of people know this now. She's, she's gotten older and, and, and dementia has set in a little bit. And it's just so unfortunate. Um, because she's, anybody who's ever met her was, and what's no, the history sir. of Hackney's? Was Hackney's on Harms the first Hackney's? No. And okay. that's, oh, I'm giving away a secret part of the book. Um, you're supposed to read the book and find out. Well, Everybody there thinks, are a lot of secrets in here. Give away one. All right, I'll give away one, book. but then you have to read the book. Um, yes, exactly. Yes. The little white house next to Hackney's on Lake is where the first tavern was. And that's where Frank Engels, who is my friend's, I don't know, some relative of yours, and who had married um, Liz's great-grandmother, no, Liz's grandmother, and they just set up a little bar there and and sold food, food, and that's what they did, and that's what lots of people did in the area. And, um, And then I think when her son, was it her son? No, her dad, when her dad... Um, came home from the war, then, then he built Hackney's on Lake. But in the meantime, the grandmother that's, that Mrs. Angles, that's, that uh-huh. started the little white house, you know, um, oh, I'm not sounding very articulate, yeah, am you're I? Fine. Um, I'm a, see, I'm a better writer than talker. Um, that, that started the Lake Street, Lake Avenue Tavern. She, her, she had a sister, and so her sister had just married this guy, um, I Hackney. I, I can't. What's his first name? Mister. Mister. He married Mister Hackney, Mr. but Hackney. apparently he was. What about Myers? What about Myers? Myers is still around. Myers isn't the oldest saloon. Ever. Myers. I guess he used to be an ice man. He his family owned an ice company in Wilmette, and then he decided when ice started going out, when as refrigeration came in, he moved. His family from they lived somewhere in Wilmette, and they moved to. Um, they bought this place and opened up their living room and started selling beer. and uh, And then he put a little um, pony circle so that while the men were drinking beer and the men, the women too, he he was a very interesting guy. The kids could be outside doing Playing his with pony. ponies. Well, See, you know, this, this little pony are, circle. Ladies right? and gentlemen, these are the charming stories that are between the covers <laughs> of uh, of Jill Crane's wonderful book, Glenview Prohibition. There's a, Myers is on the on oh, the cover, and Frank Myers was very interesting because his wife worked with him, which is very much the case in a lot of these, well, that they especially were really in Glenview. Family. That they were the man, the men and women like ran these places. And um, so if somebody would swear, he had a swear jar, and they had to put money in the swear jar, and that kept the customers pretty straight. That's uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, that's one of the secret stories in this, uh, in what I think is a charming, remarkable book. I wrote the, uh, the foreword to it, uh, and I learned the great joy of writing it, the foreword to it. it oh, was, you did a great job, Rick. Thank, thank you, you so dear. much. Thank you, dear. Uh, was I learned so much. You know, I, I know people. I've been going to Myers for a long time. I've been going to Hackney's for a long time. I've been going to Glenview for a long time. And what I didn't know 
would fill a book. Uh, and there Craig. it is. Oh, Joe very Craig. clever. Are you? Was it hard to write? Because the book, I think, is very well written. I mean, you... It was hard to, you know what was, why it was hard to write, and I'm having this trouble with my next one. There are just, there's so much I wanted to say that I, in fact, the next book, which is about, What's that about? the airport that, um, that preceded the Glenville, Neve, the Naval Glenville Air Naval Station. Air Station, um, that was supposed to be a part of this book, and I just, there was too much information, yeah, and sure. yeah. and they already this this book was supposed to be 128 pages, and it's 158. Wow! And they don't waste one inch in there. I mean, it, but it reads fast. I mean, it yeah, reads fast. It's yeah. not it's not well, overdone at all. I mean, it's uh, it's. Uh, but I, as you've been listening to Jill Crane talk, there are a lot of cool stories in here, and it's a lot of cool stories that that anybody in the Chicago area would like to hear, and especially, I think, important for people. You know, just think of the nice young couple, seriously, who just moved out to, you know, to Lake and some street out there and some, you know, a lot of these places have names, don't they? Bonnie Glenn. Yeah, Bonnie Glenn. How they would love to know the history of where they are. That's what I... Glenview and all of every small town in America has has a history. I yeah, think not just I not just my town, but they all do. And and little things that happen. And and if and it enriches it enriches mm-hmm. the experience. It it it's it makes it real. The, oh, yeah. hey, there's a McDonald's here, or ooh, look, there's a Starbucks. I know where the Starbucks yeah. is in Glenview. Uh, you know, it, it enriches it. I think it. Uh, Oh, and where the Starbucks was, Starbucks is, it was another restaurant there. And, um, um, I, I, my grandmother lived across from there. That's where my mother grew up. And, um, so the grandmother used to go over to. The grandmother you sat on Bugs Moran's. No, lap. my mother sat oh, on Bugs Moran's. Oh, your mother did yeah. well. Um, let's not age people. Yeah. Okay. So she, um, <laughs> God, I hate to age your grandmother. <laughs> or unage yeah. her. Um, she, um, so after she would work, she'd go over to what is now Hackney's and um, and meet with her friend. And I don't know, she'd have a drink. And, and, and You're proud of this book, aren't you, Jill? Oh, I am. I am. But you know what? My friend's family's in it. My family's in it. And, and that's, I don't know. Maybe my interest in get, ancestry. you got to get yourself a website so you can help sell You know what? I'm thing. waiting for my son to get out of his um, IT book. Boot camp, and I'll be his first job. IT boot camp? What's that? Oh, it's where you learn how to. Oh, he's working so hard. I'm well, so I'm proud sh- of him. Well, it's sure a three month to... program. It's like 12 well, hours and a day. Maybe he could then teach you to use the telephone. <laughs> It's a very good thing in this day and age, Jill Crane, as we move into the year 2024. It makes you feel better. He has a hard time getting hold of you. 2024. I'm going to get a hold of you now, dear. Uh, again, the book is Glenview Prohibition Bootleggers and Boondoggles. Jill Crane's the author. I wrote the foreword. Uh, it's reasonably priced from the History Press. Uh, you could do worse than getting that for a Christmas present for someone you love. Yeah. If this is the last show of this year, I will see you in 2024. Uh, thanks, everybody, who helps around here. And thank you all for listening. And try to survive the holidays. And That's thank my... you. And don't drive drunk. Yeah, don't oh. drive drunk. <laughs> 
or, or don't just, drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. That's just Jill Crane's advice. Uh, just take care and be well.